Hi, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Carla and Crappy Show, the country's premier World Cup podcast. Uh, on this week's show, Carla, AJ, and I will break down the national team's win over Iran on Tuesday and its prospects for beating the Netherlands in the first game of the knockout round. Uh, I believe that's coming up on Saturday morning. Um, we're doing this entirely because I am not yet prepared to talk about college football. Nothing else is happening on Saturday, crappy. It's it, listen. The foot, the the real football is happening halfway around the world, as we all know. That's right. It's yeah. football time. It's foot football foot ball feet ball. It should be called feet ball. It should be called. I would be um, more. I would be less into soccer if it was called feet ball because it's ball with your feet. That's your... how that works. <laughs> um. We're good at naming things, whatever. Just, yeah, I, and and uh, we've. I think that's the uh, officially the third word that we have coined on the Carla and Crappy Show this uh, this season. So um, joining uh, Mortable and um, uh, and and uh, Berted, yes, Berting or Unberting, and now Feetball. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get in touch with the uh, Oxford English Dictionary, and we'll see what we can do about making those official. In the meantime, I suppose we have to talk about football, not Feetball. There's still plenty of football left to play. There, how okay. much? How much football is there left to be played? Well, there's it's champ it's championship week, and I, I was actually going to ask you to to refresh our our pronunciation on that because you do that better than anybody. That of course is AJ. Hi, hi, that's AJ. Uh, Carla is yes. there as well. Hi, Carla. I'm still here. Hello. I'm crappy. Um, in more ways than one this week. Um, and we'll probably get to that. Uh, guys, I'm going to, as we, we we start off with our look back from the last weekend, and I will be up front. I went to the game in Columbus. I saw absolutely nothing else. Um, so I am basically relying on you, Carla. I know you didn't see a ton either, but I, I think you're in a better position to kick this off than I am. Okay, I can I can certainly try. Yeah, I was um in in Dayton, Ohio with my family. We did a meet in the middle, which was mm-hmm. quite lovely. Um and so my football watching was very sporadic between family activities and three nephews who would much rather watch kids bop than football because they're the right age, right? And so okay. we were fighting over control of the television. So that was kind of fun. But what I did see, I saw some interesting like little snippets of things. Um first off, Thursday night the egg bowl was extra eggy. Um <laughs> sort of like a like a custard kind of consistency or, or like a mega omelet you ah, a, okay you got a full dozen six oh. egg omelets yeah with ham and um okay yeah i'm, I'm not sure where i'm going with yeah, that metaphor, I, I, I don't know where i'm going with that either but like that was just like it felt like like it was the right game for for like after stuffing your face full of turkey <laughs> like okay. it was just like the the perfect game to end that day mm-hmm. um sim- similarly the uh nc state carolina was like the perfect late friday afternoon game um, it was back and forth, like double overtime. Like you didn't have to be like glued to the TV. You could just mm-hmm. keep like checking in every once in a while and just see what was going on. And it was just, it was just perfection, um, for exactly what you need on a, on a black Friday afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. Oregon state's comeback was remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. you, you thought that they were like, they were done. And then all of a sudden here they are. Um, oh, hold on, Carla. We got to talk about that real quick. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out. Of, of delightful stat from that game because it doesn't make sense. Because, oh, yeah. All right. 
crappy. I need yes. you to think about this because you said you didn't watch anything else. You I did not. Very, you had a very sad Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you had that. I but. appreciate that. But if you were down by three touchdowns, what does your huh. offense look like? You're down 31 to 10 with about with about four and a half minutes to go uh in the third quarter if i'm if i'm down three touchdowns i'm going to say my offense looks like ohio states but um i know that's not the point you're 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 driving at no uh see what they did uh what oregon state did mm-hmm. was they uh oregon goes down gets a field goal takes it to 34 17 they are doubling up mm-hmm. at this point okay mm-hmm. And Oregon State to set, Oregon State says, you know what? Throwing the ball isn't working, and they conceded to they proceeded to run down Oregon's throat, yeah, and scored three touchdowns in five minutes by running the ball, <laughs> and uh, never looked back. Their defense yeah. held and kept it there. Uh, if you were to say, uh, by the way, Oregon State had three turnovers mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterback for uh, Oregon State was six of thirteen for sixty yards and two picks. That's not good. No, not yes. good at they all. Won. <laughs> and they won. they won. So uh, yeah, this is just a completely bananas game. Oregon State had two hundred sixty-eight two hundred sixty-eight yards rushing on forty-three attempts. They ran for six point two yards per carry. Yeah, <laughs> they it literally was just one ran of those over like, Oregon. Crap, that's awesome. Hey, that's yeah. if nothing else, hey, hmm. Beavers are resourceful. That's correct. Uh, yes. I yes. I like to refer to last weekend as Little Brother's Revenge. Yeah. It is uh it is why are you hitting yourself weekend? <laughs> because you had NC State winning, yes. you had Florida yep. State winning, you yep. had Mississippi State winning, you had uh Oregon State Long, winning. You had Oregon State winning. I gotta be really honest, you had Michigan winning. Yep. All of these sorts of like games of like long streaks that mm-hmm. are starting to turn in in little brother's favor mm-hmm. that just all weekend there was just like game after game i stayed up for the whole apple cup because nice. i have a problem but also <laughs> with and it's this is well documented on this show over the years right yes. this is deeply well documented on this show mm-hmm. but um oh by the way arizona beat arizona state in a delightful territorial cup like a game that was just as stupid right. as everybody thought it would be right um and then you get to the Apple Cup, which kicks off at 10.30 p.m. after this entire day of just, what the heck? South Carolina beats Clemson? Wait, uh, oh, hold on. You Minnesota you, you, beat you, Wisconsin? You forgot one. Texas A&M beats LSU. Texas there is that. Beat LSU. <laughs> there and is not that. by a little bit, by a by lot. By a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you get to like the Apple Cup and you're like, Okay, uh, I would really like this to, you know, kind of shut it down and 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 I'd like to go to bed. That game was 28-27 at halftime. Each team had 300 <laughs> yards of offense <laughs> at halftime. Okay? And by the way, because Oregon lost to Oregon State, yes. The Apple Cup now had Pac-12 championship implications. implications. Yep. If Washington wins, Utah goes. If Washington State wins, Oregon goes. So all of a sudden, all of the Oregon people on the internet are screaming, go Cougs, because <laughs> they would like to go. And Washington State keeps it close. This, this game is 35-33 at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And we're all going, oh boy, 
oh boy, this game is in Pullman. This game is getting stupid. And Oregon and Washington goes, wait a minute, we're Washington and mashes the gas and wins 51 33. This game hit 84 points. It was a delight to watch. And uh, congratulations to Utah. Washington sent you to the, to the Pac-12 championship (laughs) game. Yeah. So just, just amazing. I I had an absolutely delightful Saturday watching all of the dumbest things happen. Um, (laughs) I went to Ikea too. It was great. Okay. Okay. Uh, By the way, Washington in that, in the apple cup had 700 yards of offense. That is spectacular. That that is just, the epitome. Just of, fireworks of, of at 10 30 p.m. Eastern. Pack 12 after dark. Yep. There, there it is. That is the classic example. Um, uh, Carla, did you have anything else for notable from last week? I can hold off on my last comment until we get into games this weekend because it involves it's a weekend. team playing for a title. Um, but uh, okay, AJ, anything to add from last weekend before I launch into my thing? Um I'm glad to see TCU not have to go to the uh, as Spencer Hall on the full cast after dark called it the magical hat of <laughs> sorry you gotta beep that uh, but beep I could do that that's fine uh, but I, I'm I'm glad that they didn't have to resort to their usual hijinks and just absolutely pasted Iowa State mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah delightful times yeah very good very good I um uh as I said I saw one game and I'm not over it. I made it's going to take a while. Uh, I did want to, and I, I, I touched on this just a, a few minutes ago. Um, but one of two things that I want to bring up about, about uh, Ohio state, Michigan, um, we talked earlier in the season and I, I believe it was around the time that, that McCarthy was named starter, uh, that he was following that, that, uh, Harbaugh's following a blueprint that he established and when was successful with, uh, in San Francisco, um, mm-hmm. and, and while you can't make really strict comparisons between the skill sets of, of McCarthy and Colin Kaepernick, um, Carla, you and I talked about the, the notion yeah. that he, in Kaepernick's case, you know, it was Alex Smith. Suddenly this guy maybe stumbles a little bit or, or maybe not, but Harbaugh's found his guy. Um, and he's inserted mid season and things kind of take off. Um, that didn't happen to the same extent at, at Michigan this year, but. Uh, it it was clear that that Harbaugh found the the kind of athletic quarterback that he wanted, um, and if you have any doubts about that, watch the second half of my game and and watch how McCarthy's runs. Um, I mean, it, it opened up Ohio State's defense like a can of spaghettios. It 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 it, um, it, it was. When I when I step back and look, it it was a really impressive thing, and I have to give Jimmy credit for that. Um, he is he has following his plan uh, all along. The, the the other thing that I would say about this game, and um, Ohio State fans have not reacted well <laughs> to this. Um, oh. They were not they were not well behaved prior to the game um, as a. As a Spencer and uh, well, I, I Holly blocked me, so I don't I don't know what she had to say, but I imagine it was um, entertaining uh, for those of us who to, who don't like Ohio State. Ah, uh, I don't think it's time for a change yet. Um, regardless of you know the the torches and pitchforks that exist on the message boards, Ryan, please please listen. Um, you're a good recruiter. You're a good coach. If you lose to Michigan three years in a row you're kind of tiptoeing into John Cooper territory. And that's not a place you want to be in Columbus. Just trust me on this. 
I oh. definitely saw a lot of um, uh, memes of Ryan, the, the, uh, the, the what is it, the Scooby-Doo meme where he pulls the thing off and it's Ryan Day and it's him pulling it off and it's just a picture of John Cooper. Yeah. Like yeah. there were a lot so, of those. There and are I, those. I will say, mm-hmm. Ohio State, you have all of the talent. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. wildly more talented. Show it. Yeah. You are not playing a we're going to go out and no. murder ball you. You are playing scared. And that is the sort of game that here's what here's what got Spencer kind of cooking on this. It was mm-hmm. after the Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. And he said, Ohio State doesn't like being hit. Yeah. They do not like it. And he's like, this is wild because. 2020 when they played in the the college football playoff against clemson yeah and he said that was the hardest hitting game i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. he's like ohio state and clemson were literally out there bludgeoning each other yeah and he's That's like true. this is the sort of game that if you want to go bow up against michigan who is going to come at you with crowbars mm-hmm. you got to be prepared for that you weren't and, built that way, right? And now. and for the second year in a row, they were not. Um, Ryan's day, Ryan Day's. If there is a one word mantra um, since he took over that program, it is toughness. Um, and in the most difficult games, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you saw it against Clemson uh, in the game that in the game that you referenced. Um, it had it was absolutely not present last weekend. It was absolutely not present against uh, uh, Michigan a year ago. Um, and that's, that's, um, I'm I, I think he's got a season to fix it. Um, if, if, if he loses a third in a row, I'm, I'm not sure that he's going to have any more time after that. I'm um, interested to see how this, this kind of goes back to the old Ohio state defenses mm-hmm. where you had effectively what, what the kind of like thing that people pointed at last year was Ohio state's defense prior to Kerry Coombs and, and, and all of that shenanigan last year mm-hmm. that Ohio state needed a freak edge rusher. They had the Bosa brothers. Mm-hmm. They had chase young. You had this like dude who could disrupt single-handedly disrupt offensive lines, passing, passing lanes, passing uh, timing to the yeah. point where your secondary didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that, which Ohio state clearly does not right now, your secondary is out on islands because yes. you're trying to play man defense. And that was where they were getting cooked over and, and, and there over is, again. There is no Denzel Ward in the lineup this year. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, that, that's a great point. And, and it, it is clearly a need. And the Ohio State hasn't had that presence uh, since Chase Young. Um, there have been a couple games. Uh, Carla, obviously against Penn State, um, there was a, a freakish performance, um, but uh, it, it consistently no, nah, right. Um, that's that has got to to change, and that is my burden through the off season. Uh, like here's <laughs> here here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, uh, Ohio State's recruiting right now. They're overall sixth in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read you their top five. Okay. Wide receiver, mm-hmm. wide receiver, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, D-line, wide receiver. 
you can have all the receivers in the world. If you cannot stop the other team from scoring yep. 45 friggin' points yep. two years in a row, mm -hmm. it don't matter what wide receivers you have out there. If I keep going, if I keep going for another four, I've got cornerback, tight end, safety, offensive lineman. You got no D line in that top One. 10. One. One D lineman in the top yeah. 10. That is the sort of thing, Ohio State, that is the, that that's the sort of thing that builds up over time. Mm -hmm. Ask Florida yep. State about their offensive line yes. and not recruiting that terribly well. And yes. what ends up happening over time? You have Brian Hartline, who is an absolute menace in offensive talent recruiting. Mm -hmm. No one is out there doing the same thing for you on the defense, and it's getting your ass kicked in the game. And that, kids, is what's going to get Ryan Day, either uh, Ohio State administrators requesting him to go to the NFL <laughs> or uh, finding him some new employment. Because it's <laughs> wild to think about the fact that Ryan Day has lost five games yeah. in the last, like, three years. Mm -hmm. It's completely bananas that he's lost five. One, two, three, four, five. And everybody's like, he's on the hot seat. And like, in, in Columbus, it's it, it's it's those two. It care, they care about it, it one is, game. It is that two, those two. And when you lose that one game and you write your entire season around that one game, nobody cares about Rutgers. No one cares about Indiana. I'm sorry, Carla. No one cares about the Penn State game. They I care about the I Michigan care about, game. I care, I care about Penn State Mike game, but that's, but that's just but because I live here. Right, but you care. But the, there, there is one game that Ohio State fans care yeah. about, and they care about the Michigan game. They get spooked by the Penn State game. This is the irk. The irk rankings that I came up with earlier in the season, right? Yes. Penn State's the irk game. The it game is. irks you. You don't like it, right? Michigan State, I would also argue for years, was an irk game. It hasn't been recently. It has not but, for the last couple of years, but yeah. Uh, and for a while, a bigger, a bigger, a bigger irk game than the Michigan game was. But um, but the yeah. Michigan game has turned turned around into an actual rivalry. And to be mm -hmm. entirely honest, as a mostly partial outside observer, I love it. Well, and it's, I, I mean, I, I've said this before, I, the, the Big Ten needs Michigan to be good. It's it, like it, the it means the USC yeah. to be good. Sorry, yeah, right. exactly. exactly. You you need your your uh, your marquee programs to behave like marquee programs. And for a long time, Michigan did not. And boy, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, it, it makes the whole conference better when, when this stuff happens. Um, hey, this is a great time to transition to uh, the coaching changes that have happened already. Uh -huh. What a transition. Thank you. Um, uh, the uh, I, I believe this, at this point last year, uh, we were talking about Brian Kelly and, and all of that, all of that craziness that that's, that's set off. Um, nothing quite as earth shattering this season. Um, but, but AJ, I mean, I, I know you've been tracking this, especially uh, so to start with you, just, do you have like a of of the stuff that's happened so far best and worst move maybe? Uh, I think honestly the best move, ooh, best move so far. I feel like it's Kenny Dillingham to Arizona State. Okay. Um, Kenny Dillingham is an Arizona State alumni. Mm -hmm. He was the uh, OC at Oregon, the currently. Uh, so he is Bo Nix's OC. Mm -hmm. um, they have put up a ton of points this year. They've done really great things on offense. Um, and he goes home. Mm -hmm. He is uh, <clears throat> I, Car crappy. Carla, yes. I need us to all hold hands on this one. I'm holding. Okay. I'm reaching to the sure. camera. Kenny, Kenny Dillingham is 32 years old. Really? 
Yeah. He is the yeah. youngest. Okay. He is the youngest FBS coach, and it's not close. He's 32 years old. My hip hurts. Okay. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Kenneth. But there's two things that he did. Number one, he knows what Arizona State's mascot is. Herm didn't. Right. And it still leads to one of my favorite things in any sort of opening press conference where uh, Sun Devil News mm-hmm. asked Herm a question. He said, Devil, we don't do any devils here. And it was one of my favorite things ever. Herm, yeah, Kenny Dillingham knows the, knows the mascot. But the second thing he did was he immediately, upon getting hired, mm-hmm. sends out a Zoom link to the Arizona high school football coach like message board, mailing list, or whatever it is that they have okay. for a Zoom with him. That is invite only for high school coaches in Arizona. Nice. He is trying to build that pipeline because um, weirdly, Arizona has a ton of talent and yes. no one stays. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so all of that is the sort of thing that Kenny is going after early. The other thing he did was mm-hmm. he maintained the previous interim coach, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Aguano who is effectively the, uh, if we think of the Texas group of Jeff Trailer and uh, Joey McGuire at Texas Tech, these like high school coaching legends in Texas being mm-hmm. head coaches, mm-hmm. he kept him. Aguano is the Arizona equivalent. He's got all of the connections in the high school football community in Arizona, which is a new talent pipeline. So he is building from what I've seen so far in the first, like, I don't know, three days he's been hired. I've seen a lot of very good things from him. I've seen a lot of very good things that set up Arizona state, which is a program that a lot of people believe is a good program in weight, right? You have Mm -hmm. a ton of resources. The school has a ton of money. You are in a talent rich state. You have the ability and the support of a very passionate fan base. You should a be able large, to do something with that. A large, passionate fan base. They that, that is they 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 are as big as Ohio State and Penn State and and the, the biggest mm-hmm. schools in the country. Um, people don't think about that, but but that is absolutely a factor. So they should be able to do things. The fact mm-hmm. that they hired Herm was entirely based on the previous act, uh, athletic director being Herm's former agent, which was just dumb all the way around. <sighs> um, so now they have a good coach. They have a good athletic director. So I'm very excited to see what Arizona State does. Uh, the worst hire is Hugh Freeze, and yeah. it will continue to be Hugh Freeze. I don't care who else gets hired in this in this entire set. Hugh Freeze is okay. a garbage human being who um, should not have gotten a second chance at a Power Five job. Do, do we have? Uh, I mean, it, it is it does he get a pass from Auburn for supporters? Uh, does does that even become an issue? The stuff that's that's that he there has dealt with or hasn't dealt already- with. There are petitions already circulating on campus. Okay. Yeah. There, okay. there are a lot of, uh, so there's, there's two sets of the fan base. Mm-hmm. There is one who doesn't know slash doesn't care about Hugh Freeze and hiding behind his faith. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes there because it doesn't yeah. feel terribly good no. that he's hiding behind his faith and claiming to be a Jesus God-fearing man when he is also trying to harass sexual assault survivors. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're a piece of garbage human being. You should not have, you should not be a leader of men. I'm sorry. I, there are second chances. Your second chance was liberty. Not yeah, a great true. place to do that. And then when you got your second chance, you continue to do that. Mm-hmm. You are right. a trash, full stop. The other part of this is the people who are like, well, he's still a good coach. I beg to differ. I think a lot of the stuff that he was doing on offense 
has largely just kind of been incorporated in the overall mass mm-hmm. of college football. I would also say that uh, losing your last three games in your eight and one season to UConn, a three and nine Virginia tech team and losing by 35 at home to New Mexico state Ooh. is not a good look. No. If you're going to tell me that he's a good football coach and you're going to just pretend the sexual assault harassment stuff is not worth it. Mm-hmm. Or it's not something that you need to worry about. The problem I have is that it was very clearly they wanted lane and Lane said no. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Hugh Freeze. They never gave Cadillac a full look. They didn't go outside of Hugh Freeze. They didn't try to hire anybody else. They basically said, we want Hugh Freeze for one reason and one reason alone. This man has beaten Nick Saban twice, which you could just go hire Gus again. He beat him three times. Dummies. Yeah, right. <laughs> just go hire Gus back, you dummies. So <sighs> this is the sort of thing that is, it's indefensible from a personal standpoint. It is in, it's barely defensible from a football standpoint. Auburn made a really dumb hire because your boosters wanted some dude who can claim to have beaten Nick Saban. I'm get wrecked yeah. to you. I, yeah. I I'm sorry. I love you, Auburn fans. You don't deserve this. Uh, I hope your team goes zero and twelve two years in a row, and they're forced to fire him, Carla. Carla? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that I, assessment. I, I think we we can we can we can stipulate that um that uh topping Hugh Freeze at uh, at Auburn is um as the worst hire this season. Yeah. I, I I think we, and it doesn't like, like said, it doesn't matter what else happens. Yeah, it doesn't. doesn't matter what else happens during the coaching carousel. That's not that's that's the worst hire. Um so best hire, I I will say um I don't know. I don't know if I can assess it yet, but but my gut, as news was coming out over the Thanksgiving holidays, as um, as coaches were being named, mm-hmm. that when we saw Matt Rule to Nebraska, my husband and I both looked at each other and went, "That feels like a fit," and it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily uh like we had a reason to put our fingers on it, but we just mm-hmm. it was just kind of one of those gut things, right? That was just like that feels like a fit now now we caveated that by saying we said the same thing when scott frost was hired so there is that but that feels it just it's one of those things that you just kind of trust your gut on sometimes on those things that feels like that could work out and then i thought that was going to be my best and then i then fickle to to wisconsin that's super intriguing super Mm -hmm. super intriguing um I'm glad he went to the Big Ten, even though we're going to be all competing against him. He's a Big Ten coach through yeah. and through, yeah. and he he's meant to be in the Big Ten. And that Wisconsin program, again, feels like a really good fit. So, like, Big Ten coaches right now, I think they're making, at least on by gut instinct and on paper, they're making really good hires mm-hmm. um, right now. We'll, we'll have to see how the rest of the coaching carousel falls out and I, and I agree oh, with yeah, AJ there's... I think I think the Arizona State hire was is a great hire mm-hmm. um when I saw that starting to trickle down I was like ooh that's intriguing I love it um so I other than Auburn just like throwing the rule book out the window um yeah. I think all the coach hirings that we've seen so far have been very strategic and make a lot of sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think um, the only the only other one that I, I kind of want to point out uh, with Matt Rule is uh, I've read his entire contract. It's five pages. It's not that hard. Um, it's nine years. Is, it's a nine-year deal. It is a nine-year deal, but the breakdown on the contract is incredible. 
I would like to point out something spectacular Please. that Nebraska did, which Please. is that they backloaded the hell out of the money. Okay. Uh, Matt Rule in his first year will make $5.5 million. That is less than most of the other coaches in the Big Ten by mm-hmm. a long shot. Mm-hmm. And then it only goes up, I think, to six, seven, and then eight and a half for his fourth year. But in, in total, it hits $28 million in the first four years. Mm-hmm. It's a $72 million deal. So there's $44 million in the last four years, Five years. of the deal. But here's the fun part. The reason why the contract is so backloaded is that Matt Rule has an offset from the Carolina Panthers. Every dollar that Nebraska gives him is money that the Panthers don't have to spend. However, it will only has it has to total 34 million in the first 4 years. Nebraska's paying him 28, which means the Panthers are paying 6 million dollars to Matt Rule <laughs> over those 4 years and Nebraska doesn't have to pay him just sensational work by his agent. Number 2, his buyout is very interesting. Uh, most of the time, okay, we have we have uh, we have a very distinct schism in coaching contracts. Mm-hmm. Prior to Jimbo, we have pre-Jimbo and post-Jimbo. Okay, <laughs> pre-Jimbo, a good contract. Jimbo's trend, setting trends somewhere at least. Jim, Jimbo is is a is a line of distinction here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, a contract would have a distinct buyout number in mm-hmm. it. Your buyout is fifteen million, or two seasons, or three seasons, or whatever. And that was a number that was in your contract and that every uh, message board poster knew off the top of their head whenever they hated their coach, what that number was, right? Jimbo changes the game by having a fully guaranteed contract. Mm -hmm. And that full guarantee isn't like, oh, hey, they just have to pay him in perpetuity forever. It means that if they fire him, his buyout is whatever's left on the contract. Mm -hmm. And that changes the math deeply, right? That's largely why they can't fire Jimbo now. He's in year three of his current deal. And if they need, if they wanted to fire him right now, it would be like $70 million. Mm -hmm. No one's paying him $70 million to leave. Not even Texas money. No. The price of the barrels are down. Okay. If you you ever want to notice how, if you want to know how hot the seat is for Jimbo, just go look up the price of the barrel Mm -hmm. of West Texas crude. Just Mm -hmm. that's generally how you do it. Mm -hmm. But, Post that, there's a lot of new fully guaranteed deals. Hi, James Franklin. Hey, Mel Tucker. Uh, Brian Kelly got you paid. Congratulations. Yes. Um, But those contracts are now more and more common. And being able to say that this deal is fully guaranteed is a thing. So you saw a lot of reporting about how Matt Rule's contract is 90% guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And then I read the buyout language. It's not 90% guaranteed. His buyout is basically what is his monthly check Mm -hmm. at the time of firing multiplied by the number of months remaining and then 90% of that number, which is not a guaranteed deal. So there's actually a healthy but still relatively simple buyout in his contract. The other Mm -hmm. piece of this contract is what happens in four years? Um. When would that would that that would be after um when's the next TV deal? No, is that, that is when the Big Ten money hits. Yeah. Okay. Is when the hundred billion dollar Brinks truck pulls up to the Nebraska football facility, which is beautiful, by the way. Go look that up. Um, and that's where the money comes in. So mm-hmm. this his back end of his contract, the last year of his contract, he's getting paid twelve and a half million dollars to coach Nebraska football if he yeah. makes it that far. Mm-hmm. So there's huge numbers there. 
but it's when the big TV money comes in. So they don't have to pay him huge, huge money. Now they pay him huge money. When the TV money shows up, he gets paid partially by the Panthers so that his salary is generally, even with what it was before he left for the NFL, Mm -hmm. everybody wins great work by his agent in Nebraska. Uh, I do also agree. I think it's a great fit. Um, If there's anything that he uh, has in my brain is he has the potential to save in here where he was pretty good before leaving for the NFL. The NFL mm-hmm. did not work for him. And he comes back to a program in deep need of, of help mm-hmm. that has yeah. had a large history of success. Stop yeah. me if this sounds familiar. Do oh, I think mm-hmm. he's going to go win seven rings? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. But do I think that he has the potential to come in and do the same thing he did at Temple and Baylor? Baylor, yes. yep. And I think mm-hmm. that is a huge thing. This is a big win for Nebraska. I think this was their their guy. Um, the guy that a lot of people thought was going to go to Nebraska or Wisconsin, Lance Leipold, he's staying at Kansas. Good for him. Yes. Willie Fritz, Absolutely. not going to Georgia Tech. Willie Fritz is staying at Tulane. So uh, all great things. I think there's a lot more... Uh, even keel list to this coaching to this coaching cycle. Yeah, I don't see yeah. any big ones necessarily getting poached uh, since the big name pro- programs have already kind of done their hires now. My my thought um, on the coaching changes, Luke. Luke, come home. Just just come home, or or be ready to come home. Maybe just saying. Um, we have games. Um, in spite of my reluctance to discuss college football, there are a mess of championship championship. Football games uh, on Friday and Saturday, and we are going to discuss each and every one um, because this is this is a, a, a overdose weekend. Um, let this let the whole thing wash over you like a green wave. Let's see what I did there. I see what you on did there. Friday, uh, we see it. We love. Thank it. you, thank you. On Friday at seven thirty on uh, CBSSN, the Network of Champions, it is the CUSA CUSA Championship. Uh, to be played in the Alamo Dome, North Texas, the Mean Green versus Meep. Uh, Meep is favored by eight and a half. The AJ Fund Index is a truly fun sixty-eight and a half points. Uh, Carla, what do you think? So I saw Meep in person, right? Um, yeah. Saw Meep in person earlier this year, and and it said at that point after watching them in person that it was tough to describe their offense. It's not tempo. It's methodical. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. They know when to put their foot on the gas when they need to, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Frank Harris just knows how to run that offense really, really well and avoid the mistakes. He has more than 3,500 yards a season, just seven picks. This is not the juggernaut meep that we've seen in years past. Right. 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 It's it's a little bit different here. They're not putting up a bunch of points. They're not putting up a, a boatload of points. They're winning close games. After they lost early to Houston and Texas, they've run the mm-hmm. table yep. in the CUSA. Um, they've already beaten North Texas once. Uh, that makes me a little nervous, right? Because beating a team twice in the same year Rematches is tough, tough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Meep has very similar characteristics to TCU. We've said all season, TCU just knows how to win. Yeah. And that's what Meep has done consistently all season. They've been in close sure. games. They've been in tight games. They've they've throttled teams but meep knows how to win playing in the alamo dome on a fast track just don't try to deliver a pizza there meep meep all the don't, way don't carla's never gonna forget that <laughs> never gonna let that go that was 10 years ago 10 years ago if you would like to hear this story please go listen to previous episodes of the carla and crappy show in which the alamo <laughs> to dome look up. i'm gonna have to look i'm gonna have to look it up i can i'm sure you can find that in notes uh, uh aj what do you think about this 
I mean, as Carla said, and we're going to say a lot because there's a bunch of these uh, this this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yes. Uh, the last game was at the Alamo Dome. Uh, it was 31-27. Mm-hmm. UTSA. UTSA, can you do it again? And did you see something last time that gives you a better interest in or a better idea of how to actually how to stop UNT? Um, I'm happy to see North Texas in the CUSA championship. Um, they are a program that feels like it, they could blow up. I mean, they're, they yeah. are the G5. They're G5 outside of the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. Um, this is There's plenty of talent in Texas. You know, is this a thing that they could keep going? I don't know. And this is a team that has had their coach on the hot seat a few times. So seeing them in the, in the championship game feels really good. I still think Meep gets it done. Okay. Okay. Um, that Carla noted uh, Meep hasn't generated the hype that it, it, that it has, uh, especially last year. Um, uh, and yeah. much of that hype was generated by us. Um, but the, the team is on a roll once again. And, and I, your assessment uh, that you're comparing this to TCU and just kind of figuring out how to get it done. Absolutely accurate uh, to the tune of uh, nine straight games coming into this one. Meep at home. Meep, meep, mother buds, the buds, the hubbins. Um, at 8 p.m. on Fox, it's the Pac-12 championship, and they have extracted this from the Bay Area to the black hole in Las Vegas, which uh, AJ infinitely more... <laughs> appropriate i think uh this is a uh, number four usc versus number 12 utah sc is favored by three uh aj your fun index for this one is 67 points what do you think oh just a just a delight uh this game is on fox which means nationally televised pac-12 football it's always great it is not in big jeans anymore um it is in vegas which is <laughs> there, honest there will be people there it's I, it's going to be a really oh, unusual yeah. thing yeah, this is this game has uh, a ton of a, a ton of potential. Honestly, Utah USC uh, in Salt Lake is one of the games of the year. Yeah. Um, it was Agreed. amazing. It was back and forth. It went to overtime. Utah got the win at home. They stormed the field. USC's different now. Um, yeah, they've got they've 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 oiled this machine up, y'all. Uh, Caleb Williams, uh, please report to uh, New York. Touch, next touchdown, Saturday. Club in, touchdown club and in New York. Just go to the touchdown club. They yep. have a they have a very large heavy it's a package. It's a big. You. I'm not sure what. What's in this? It, it's, it's heavy. It, it looks Good it looks Lord. like this, and you and you'll pick it up and you'll take some pictures. Um, it it he is absolutely the Heisman winner. It's not close, y'all. Stetson Bennett was the only other one, and he was going to get it as a lifetime achievement award. So this is very much uh, his. This is very much his to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you USC effectively playing for a playoff spot. Yes, um, mm-hmm. they are going to want to come out and absolutely just put the foot on the gas and go. However, USC, we have to talk. You cannot keep getting away with this. You cannot. Your defense somehow, some way, magically has the greatest turnover luck of all time. <laughs> you shouldn't be getting the turnovers that you get, and yet you do. Yeah. You have like a turnover margin that is absurd. It is obscene. It is almost like teams are throwing games against you. That's how luck, that's how crazy the turnover luck is for USC. Can they continue to keep getting away with this? Because they've done it all season. Um, when does the luck 
run out. I think this is, I, I, I don't think it'll be in this game. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. <laughs> you should all put your eyeballs on this like I have been all season. USC is super fun to watch. Uh, yeah. I don't True. like that USC is likable, but they are super likable. Um, and they play st- stupid, fun football. So uh, I think USC gets a win here and goes mm-hmm. to the playoff. Okay. Carla? Um, you said a lot of the things that I was going to say about this, and, and this was the yeah. game that I didn't get to in my look back, but like the, the pieces of this of the game against Notre Dame that I mm-hmm. saw were consistently USC belongs in the national conversation after the way that they played on national television against a brand name like Notre Dame, especially after losing a couple of those games um, in, in the series in the, in the rivalry series over the last couple of seasons. Um, yes. Caleb Williams um, cemented himself as the Heisman front runner, if not the Heisman winner. In fact, to the point that like he actually on the sideline struck the Heisman pose, his teammates put him up to it, but somebody caught it um, that he actually did that at one point. Um, the AP story even went as far as saying that they called, they called USC and, and, and I use quotes here um, revitalized. Mm-hmm. I, I, that feels like an understatement um, based off of what that I, what I saw. Yes, the game in Provo was earlier this season was definitely top five game of the entire season. Um, you know, and Utah, you know, Kyle Winningham having the guts at the end, knowing that his team needed to just end the game, going for the two point conversion, the Utes win by one um, on a night they were honoring players that they had lost. Like it was just, it, it was one of the best atmospheres Um of, of the entire football season. But again, it's tough to beat a team twice. Sure. However, I will say this. Yes. Who's one of the few teams in college football that has been able to consistently beat a team twice? It's them Utes. It's them Utes. Yeah. The Utes. The Utes. Did you um, say Utes? I did. I said Utes. <laughs> yep. You got to watch out for the Utes. They're um, especially, they're, they're, yeah, they are. The Utes, the Utes are always trouble. The youths are always trouble. Um, but but I, I, I think I, I got to make a pick. Um, yeah. This game's tight again. Okay. Absolutely. Um, but I think USC is ready for the national spotlight again. I think they're ready to go claim their playoff spot. I think USC finds a way somehow to win this game, even with as good as Utah's defense is. Mm-hmm. USC gets the revenge and finds their way into the playoff. Okay. Okay. Um, I agree. Uh d- d- uh, Utah is they play phenomenal football. Um, the the game again again I agree the the game that they played early in the season was was fantastic. Um, and I I was I was an SC skeptic for about the first half of the season. Um, I you know just ridiculously talented on the edges. Um, maybe not as tough as you'd want to see up the middle on the on, on, on in the lines, but I, since then, um. This just this feels like a team that is is meant to be back where where Southern Cal was, uh, and and the thing about repeating may or may not have a, a, a bearing on this. Utah does have has some experience in that area, but I think Southern Cal wins this one um, and claims its spot in the playoff for the for the first time in however long that is. Uh, those are the Friday games. Uh, we switch you now to noon on Saturday uh, on ABC, the Big 12 Championship, also known as the Purple Bowl in yes. Jerry World. Carla, Carla got her wish. Number 10, Kansas State versus number three, TCU. The Horny Toes are favored by two and a half. 
Uh, and the AJ Fun Index is a uh, is a, a respectably fun sixty two. Carla, tell us about the Purple Bowl. Yes, we got our purple title game. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's a strength on strength matchup, though, right? We've got the number mm-hmm. one scoring offense in TCU against the number one scoring defense in the conference in Kansas State. Um, in the first meeting between the two teams, TCU needed a second half comeback. Stop me if you've heard that before, right? Hello. That's been the horny toads mojo all season long. Mm-hmm. Um, on 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 the power cat side, Will Howard who was QB two will remain QB one for this game. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Adrian Martinez has been battling some injuries. However, Kansas city star today (laughs) is reporting that Chris Kleeman is optimistic that Adrian Martinez will be available for this Uh, game. And today I would, I would point out that today equals Tuesday as we were taping on our normal day. Yeah. Um, That he will be available for this game to be used Mm -hmm. in quote, a package or something. That's fun. That's oh, really fun. You mean, excuse me, hold on. You mean a wildcat package? Hey! <laughs> these jokes, these jokes write themselves. Write themselves. It's just like literally right, right there. there, just off the um <laughs> I would like yeah. to point out that we're having thunderstorms in Nashville as you're doing that. And you said that, and literally there was a bolt of lightning like right outside my window. And I totally did that on purpose. Thunder. I'm so sorry. it was it was that was perfect. Okay. Um it's going to be worth watching. We knew this game was going to be worth watching anyways. These are the top two teams. They've been the top two teams in the pack in the big 12 all season long. Um, TCU just knows how to win. I okay. love Kansas state. They've been my team since I was managing the, the big 12 sites. Mm-hmm. I love the power cats, but TCU is going to win this football game. Okay. Um, AJ power cats or horny toads. Sorry, you just threw me off there, but power cat horny toad. <laughs> hey, kids, if you're ever looking for a new uh, long password for some sort of super secure thing, you should use power cat horny toad. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, honestly, like TCU's having a season, y'all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how this game plays out. Just in terms of the fact that last time these two teams played, Adrian Martinez was very clearly the quarterback. TCU mm-hmm. got the, you know, the second half comeback and came back to win. Will Howard is a much, much better passer than Adrian Martinez. Yes. Surprise, shock, awe. Um, he has thrown six, almost 60, t- 60 fewer times mm-hmm. with the same completion rate and the same yardage and double the touchdowns. Okay. Will Howard is a passing threat that they did not have to see uh, in the earlier uh, in the earlier game. At the same time, he has 21 carries for 67 yards. Adrian Martinez had 98 carries for 700 yards. Mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez runs the dang ball, right. and that is what made him the threat that he was. So I think that is a, a difference for TCU. I think mm-hmm. TCU can, can step up. I think they have the ability to slow down what Kansas State is doing. I do, though, expect Chris Kleeman to throw the kitchen sink at trying to beat TCU and win the conference, which would be huge for Kansas State of all teams. Um, that sets up a lovely scenario. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, I do think TCU gets the win, though. Uh, and, and I think TCU carries on the undefeated season uh, with the magical hat of crap and uh, goes to the playoff where, uh, listen, there's a couple of games that I want to have happen in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just, just well, you'll hear about it in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can, we will, we will get to those for sure. Um, I, 
There is the possibility um, if if uh, w- with with an upset in the um, in the Pac-12 championship or the Big 12 championship that uh, Ohio State could get into the playoff. Um, they are they are ranked fifth in the in the rankings that came out tonight. I'm uh, and and uh, you know the, the Ohio State fans as delusional as we can be are excited about that. Um, Ari Wasserman wrote a piece about that, how Georgia was the other loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game, because if one of these teams, if SC or TCU were to gag on Saturday or Friday and and um, and, and Ohio State has to go uh, gets uh, gets in and, and would play Georgia, that he, he is speculating that Georgia is going to have a hard time with that. Doubt? Um, sure. I okay. Oh, I have. Oh, I have a way. I have a way dumber scenario in mind. Well, let me let me let's let me keep finish going, and I will let me let finish this. this let me finish this. The, the thing. The thing that's going to happen is uh, number one, and and we'll discuss this later. I, I you don't want to play Georgia, uh, in, in in a game that that matters. You don't. Um, and and that includes my Buckeyes. Uh, number two. Ah, uh, TCU. I, again, I, 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 at some point earlier in the season, I said I'm not going to pick against Kansas State until they give me a reason to pick against them. And I think they went out and lost to TCU like the following week. Um, and I've transferred that to TCU, and they have not. Uh, they have not disappointed me. Um, say it over and over again. Carlos said it. I'm going to say it. They know how to win. Um, even with uh, Martinez available in packages or something. Uh, TCU is gonna is gonna win the, the the Purple Bowl and um and uh and Ohio State's gonna go to the Rose Bowl and uh, probably struggle with Utah again at noon. Also, uh, this game is on ESPN. This, folks, is for the top maction of the year. Uh, it's at Ford Field in Detroit. My Ohio University Bobcats versus Toledo. The Rockets are favored by a point and a half. Um, the AJ Fund Index is an appropriately Midwestern 55 points. I'm going first. Um, I would like you to intru- I would want to introduce you to CJ Harris. He was the understudy to uh, OU quarterback Curtis Work, uh, who was the likely Mid American Conference offensive MVP until he blew a knee against Ball State. CJ um, isn't isn't going to you know blow anybody away with his arm. Um, respectable, but I think like in the in the uh, game in the clinching uh, game against Bowling Green, he was like ten for twenty-one, two hundred yards, a touchdown, no picks. Not awful, but you know it's fine. Um, the thing that he did against Bowling Green that that Curtis kind of does, but but didn't really need to, um, is his rushing. And I, I wrote that Frank Solich would have loved this kid's legs, and then I thought, well. Frank Solich recruited him, so yeah, probably. Um, he rushed for 65 yards against Bowling Green um, at, uh, at four touchdowns in that game. Um, so maybe maybe BG was a little perplexed by this, have not seen this guy. Toledo has tape on him now. We'll be better prepared. Um, it ain't going to matter. It ain't going to matter. The Bobcats um, on C.J. Harris's legs are going to win their first MAC title since I was two years old. In 1968, uh, Carla, what do you think about this one? And so, if you pick, if you pick Toledo, you're wrong. Sorry. So, 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 so here's where here's where I landed. Um, C.J. Harris played 
remarkably well. Uh, last it was week it was fantastic, Gabe. Actually, yes, against yes. Bowling Green, Toledo has the max top passing defense and scoring defense, so <laughs> it's going to have to be Harris's legs mm-hmm. that win this game because you're going to hey, go up against. Funny how that works out. Bowling Green's defense is not Toledo's. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's just not at the same level. Because of that, my head in this game says Toledo. My heart says Ohio <sighs> because I really want Ohio to win this game. Um, I, I that's I've got too many allegiances to to Ohio that I really want Ohio to win. But if Rourke was playing in this game, I would be at Ohio a hundred percent. Okay, that's um, fair. That's fair. But I just it's going to be a really tight game. But I think Toledo. But go Bobcats, please. Um, AJ, AJ, are you going to pick this game incorrectly as well? I guess. All right. So here's, <laughs> here's the deal. Yes. Uh, the Mac plays at weird times, a weird time that do. I don't watch football. And so I have not watched a single bit of action this year. Okay. Um, I think my, my, my concern here is that Toledo is a more talented team. They are the mm-hmm. most talented team in the Mac. Mm-hmm. Matt Candle does not seem to know what to do with that. Um, you're seven and five. Mm-hmm. You're five and three in the conference, my guy. Uh, your offense is largely fine. You're playing very stout defense. Uh, Ohio State's passing defense is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't look ne- like neither, neither is OU's, actually. Yeah, I would say that uh, Toledo does not exactly have the rockets to take advantage of that. Hey! Thank hey you. Yo. These jokes guys, the jokes. Uh, it's it, it is it is unbelievable what we're doing right here. Free. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. Go go get a Bobcats. Go get yourself okay. a conference championship and go to yes. you get to, you're playing at Ford Field and then you can go back to Ford Field for a ball <laughs> right. game. It'll be fine. How is it that that that, that OU beats Miami and and we're planning to play in Detroit twice and Miami's going to the Bahamas? The Bahamas, what the, right? What the hell is that about? Because they planned better. I don't know. <laughs> Which they were I like, mean, hey, that's and that's what? and that is absolutely the reputation of the two schools. Um, and and probably accurate. So you, I'm, listen, I'm, you guys tried really, really hard, and you got a free trip to Detroit, and they were like, and maybe man, two, and and man, I'm just gonna go ahead and hang out. Wait, I can go to the Bahamas. Cool. <laughs> And then they go, and that's how this works. Ask Rick Stockstill, <laughs> life coach Rick Stockstill. He's right there. Carla can talk to him. They probably she could like IM him or something. I'm sure whatever like teams they got I, in Mississippi. I could Tennessee. go knock on his door, his office. She could like go like knock, 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 mine, so. ah! knock, knock. My friend, my friend Mike, uh, he has a lot of questions around how do you get to go to the Bahamas and Hawaii for free? How do you do that? <laughs> and he's gonna go. Well, it's been 45 years of coaching, and this is what I get it. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um. Uh, that completes the noon window at three 30. The next round begins, uh, on ESPN, AJ, it's the fun belt, uh, in veterans Memorial stadium in Troy, Alabama coastal versus Troy. The other Trojans are favored by eight and a half points. The AJ fun index, not so fun. 48 and a half. AJ, can you explain this? Yeah. Grayson McCall ain't playing. And okay. There's that. There's that. 
And James Madison absolutely bait the brakes off of them. Oh and if man, James... that was a beaten. That was and... that was like the one score I noticed on Saturday besides uh, uh, mine. And it's like, what what in the hell happened there? Now let's also point out the fact that if you actually go look mm-hmm. uh, at at any sporting website that hosts the uh, the, the the standings, mm-hmm. that if you go look at the Sun Belt, James Madison won the Sun Belt East. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to play in the conference championship game yes. or in a bowl game because they just came up from FCS. They came up from FCS and immediately won their division. And destroyed everyone. Well, and here's reasonably. and here's yes. what they here's what they get for that. So uh yeah, they they don't get to play in the in the conference championship game. Coastal does, even though they just beat the brakes off of coastal. The problem that I have here um is that without Grayson McCall. Coastal does not have an offense. Mm-hmm. It was moribund against James Madison. Troy has Clearly. a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fully expect Troy to absolutely roll here. This will not be close. Uh, and that's sad because uh, if Coastal was at full health with Grayson at the at the, at, at quarterback, mm-hmm. this is a much different game. This is a uh, probably with a, a much super. This with is a, a much different I put my eyeballs on with a much different AJ Fun index, probably. Much different AJ Fun yeah. index. This is this is definitely going to be a I, I expect to see I expect Coastal to fight. It's it's a championship game. Sure. Don't be don't be fooled here, but they they did not have anything going um yeah. on offense. Their their quarterback, their backup quarterback went 10 of 23 for 99 yards, and they ran the ball for a grand total of 90 yards. Like they just did not have an offense. That's uh, so not it's do it. it's not going to do it. So I I expect Troy to just go ahead and crown them now. Okay, okay. Uh, Carla, beach yeah. chickens, Trojans. Well, what what yeah, do you think? I, I, yeah, uh, my notes are very similar to AJ's. Beach chickens without Grayson McCall and apparently any semblance of a defense. Um, they give up more than four hundred yards per game. Um, Troy won nine straight, including a 10-9 win over Army on November 12th. That's actually a pretty mm-hmm. nice win for, mm-hmm. for Troy. Um, I, I agree. I think just no offense at all for Beach Chickens. Troy plays um Troy plays good defense. Yes. Um, and and should be able to stop whatever semblance of offense that, that the Beach Chickens have. This is this is a Troy win. Um, the thing that I wrote, Trojans win the only conference championship in D1 football in the state of Alabama this year. Uh, can I uh, uh, can I do, do some Alabama football breaking news? Not like uh, sure. the, the state of, not the, not, not the okay. Tuscaloosa. State, okay, yes. Uh, UAB, mm-hmm. uh, currently rumored to be talking to former Super Bowl champion quarterback Trent Dilfer as their next coach. UAB, hmm. you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. I promise you, UAB. Uh, yeah, shut, shut it down. That that man looks like a thumb and and shoved one of his players on the sideline don't in his that. like four years of high school football coaching. Please don't do this, UAB. You can do way better than that. Let's yeah, let's that's and that's not going to win you a, a, a conference championship in the state of Alabama like the Troy Trojans will have and no one else. Um, at four p.m., we're going to call that the same window. Uh, the conclusion of the CBS SEC farewell tour. Um, this is the, of course, of the SEC championship, Mercedes Benzo Stadium in Atlanta, number fourteen LSU versus number one Georgia. The Bulldogs are favored by seventeen and a half points. Um, AJ Phone Index is fifty-one. Carla, 
I do you was... hear Carla? Do you hear the Star Wars Imperial March music now? That's yeah. I, I'm I'm hearing that in my in my head. Yeah, that's actually in my notes, right? Like I really thought this game was going to be intriguing, and then you know LSU does something stupid and loses to AM. Um, Jaden Daniels has done everything for LSU this year, but he's also yes. the team's leading rusher, mm-hmm. which, as we say here, uh, yes. never a good thing, right? When your quarterback thing. is your team's leading rusher. Um, Georgia's look like Death Star Georgia since the win over Tennessee. They're essentially playing a, at home, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ, what do you think? It's great that the SEC championship game doesn't matter this year. Go Docs. You're going to win. Congratulations <laughs> on your trip to the playoff. You're going to play in the Sugar Bowl. It's fine. You don't even have to go that far. That's <laughs> the other thing. The, the, the playoffs, I think... I'm just going to skip ahead. We're just going to use this, this part of the show okay, uh, to just go ahead and skip forward to the uh, the, the yeah, it's the Chick fil A Peach Bowl in right. Atlanta. Right. Congratulations, Georgia. You're going back. Like, you don't even have to go that far. They're like, okay, cool. We're just going to go ahead, hop in the Tahoe. We're going to drive down 85 and pull into, into Atlanta. We're going to beat the brakes off of LSU because LSU, great job. Um, uh, Brian, a great season for Brian Kelly in his uh, fama, uh, fam, family. Family. A family. Um, Vipers. And, and uh, you know, have a good time at the Citrus Bowl. And go, enjoy your time in Atlanta. It will be brief. Yeah. And then you get to go home. <laughs> and then Georgia's going to go home. They're going to just like rest for a month and then take another drive down 85 in the Tahoe mm. to the Peach Bowl. Mm. And then they're done. This isn't hard for them, no. right? And I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that this is uh, anything that Georgia even needs to think about or worry about. And by the way, even if Georgia loses, doesn't matter. They're in the they're in the playoff. They don't, uh, true, it true. Doesn't matter. Huh. I, I just, um, the, uh, it, you know, the, uh, you can you can point, you can say, but Kentucky, the Kentucky game, and they, uh, you know, they've looked kind of eh, and it doesn't matter. I mean, the games that they've where it's mattered. Where, where Kirby says, okay, fellas, I need your attention this week. And the team goes, okay. And that's when the Imperial, the Star Wars Imperial March starts playing. Um, and you want no part of that. Um, yeah, Georgia, uh, Georgia it, it easily. It, that's It's going to be another beaten. Um, in the same window, 4 p.m. on ABC, the American Championship uh, in Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans, um, I actually had to look up. I, I'm like Yeoman. What? Which is Yeoman? That's a cool little building. Um, I just kind of looking at at uh, uh, Google Images, and and of course the green the green wave on the on the 50 is spectacular. Um, this game is uh, number 22 UCF versus number 18 Tulane. Um, which that's why we're in Yeoman Stadium. The wave is favored by three and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is 56 and a half aj you want to uh, you want to take this one first what do you think uh i'm interested to see how ucf tulane goes the second time around because mm-hmm. they played this game and it was this was game day game uh mm-hmm. or at least i think it should have been the two this should have been the the the, the game mm-hmm. i do think that tulane seems to have figured out like oh hey we gotta play defense because uh, <laughs> they played much better defense. Right. I truly thought, as I said last week, that their defense was going to be a liability uh, against Cincinnati, and it wasn't. They actually shut Cincinnati down largely uh, throughout that game. UCF looked suspect 
against USF last week and almost lost that game and required one of the best catches I've seen in a while to win the game. So what did USF figure out with UCF? Was it just, was it just why we week? And we just had to deal with the fact that, Hey, the records go out the window because there's just pure hate stupid happens. Or was this, was this an actual like USF, found a, a, a vent port in the Death Star. We're going to keep that metaphor going and figured <laughs> out a way to actually slow down UCF or just say, screw it, we're not going to play defense. We're just going to try and keep up and score more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see. This is now for the championship at Tulane. Uh, Tulane has the potential to win a conference championship for the first time in like 80 years, something like that. They haven't won anything since the 40s. So um, Ooh, that's I was and, not two years old for that one. And that, if that they was... win... Yeah. They are currently slotted for the yes. Cotton Bowl yes. against Carla's Penn State Nittany Lions. Because if there's mm. ever been a 1942 bowl game, it's the Cotton Bowl where the Sugar <laughs> Barons from Tulane meet up with the boy, the Farm Boys from Penn State. Like that's this is just a very 1941 game. Penn State actually has to leave now to take the train because it's going to take them 12, 12 days to get down to Dallas for the game. So they can AJ, practice you, or whatever. AJ, you have to do the rest of the show in that voice. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Okay, well, I right. probably I, could, but yeah, no. We'll 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 work on that. Maybe that's a just another segment we can do sometime. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, were you done? I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah, too okay, late. I, I went too late to win this game. Go too late, Carla. AJ took my thunder here because I was going to say I'm taking a different approach to the to the analysis of this game because as it stands right now, my Nittany Lions are scheduled to essentially play the winner of this game in the Cotton right. Bowl. So right. I'm looking at this knowing that I'm looking at potentially two opponents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tulane feels like the more balanced offense. And I know if you look statistically, they both run the ball and throw their passing run is about the same. The difference here is that Tulane actually has an actual running back, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, DJ Spears has nearly 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. They have a quarterback, 21 touchdowns to just four picks. Meanwhile, UCF has a quarterback at John Reese Plumley who does everything. Also, the team's leading rusher, right? So, oh, again, there's that thing again. There's that thing again, right? Um, UCF just beat Tulane, as, as AJ mentioned, uh, 38-31 three weeks ago. Um, but I think from like a matchup standpoint and mm-hmm. looking at like bowl projections here, as a Penn State fan, I'd rather play the the team that has that's had the um that has the higher ranking, right? If you're gonna go mm-hmm. to the cotton bowl, like let's play good competition. Sure. Um, and I feel like Tulane would be a really interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree that it does feel like a 1940s bowl game, a cotton bowl versus <laughs> Penn State and Tulane. That, that, that's great. I love it. I hope they do like throwback t-shirts. Please, God, somebody call oh. Field now. Um, to, to like get t-shirts made for this for this bowl game. But um, yeah, Green Wave. Why not? Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh I, I, I was and I Grant, I have not seen much of Tulane this season. Um, I was impressed with what they did uh uh against Cincinnati at Nippert. Um and maybe Cincinnati knew that that was that was coach's last game. I don't I don't know. Um, UCF is 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 you know they are they are what they are. But at the end of the season, uh, you know, with the loss to Navy and struggling to put away USF, I'm uh, I'm just like I'm I, I see teams kind of uh, heading in different directions. Um, 
and and you can't beat the green wave logo you cannot you cannot um so i'm I'm going with the green wave to win this game and um and we'll see what they can do with penn state in the in the in the um in the cotton bowl uh number uh, at 4 p.m on fox on the blue turf uh the mountain west championship albertson stadium fresno state versus boise state boise is favored by three the aj fund index is a 54 carla what do you think here Oh, wow. You're making me go first. Okay. I'm making you go first. Um, So Boise's got the second best defense in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, To steal AJ's phrase, phrase, late night God Jake Hayner is back. Um, And very, very, very much back. Um, mm-hmm. Since returning from his injury, he's got a nearly 75% completion rate for more than 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns. Like, that's just in the last month. Thank yep. you very much. Um. Many are making the case that he should be the offensive player of the year in the Mountain West, despite missing four games, because mm-hmm. everybody said that, you know, when you looked at, at Fresno's offense without him, completely different, completely different offense. Um, and much um, not good. And not uh, good, in a, Not right? in a good way. Um, so I saw at least two outlets today saying that um, Hayner should be offensive player of the year in the conference. Um, Boise flattened Fresno early in October. October, but that's while Hainer was out. This mm-hmm. is the first real matchup between these two teams as they currently stand. What the heck? I know this game's on the blue turf, but I think I like Fresno here. I think this mm-hmm. is like Hainer riding off into the sunset. Dun, 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 I'll take Fresno. Okay. Okay. Uh, now we need like cowboy music, like the West Wing, West Wing um, uh, <laughs> opening theme. Not no, not like that. Something no. more celebratory. Um, and okay. but uh, AJ, what uh, what do you? Uh, I'll try to come up with music while you think about this game. <clears throat> so. One, this is uh, prior to the bowl game. This is Jake Hayner's like last shot at glory. He is mm-hmm. a fifth year senior. I think he might have one more year of eligibility thanks to COVID. Um, but I do think this is his last. This is his last game in a Fresno State uniform. And at that they, point, he he would he would be like thirty two years old, right? I mean, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, he is. I fully agree. He is the offensive player of the year in the Mountain West. It's not even close. Name me another one. Like I can't even name another offensive player in the Mountain West, and I watch a lot of Mountain West football. Uh, you can't. It's no. It's it's the late night got Jake Hayner. Um, <laughs> it is fully insane to watch him play. Uh, they also have a very good running back, Jordan Mims, uh, who can actually run the ball. So it's not just Jake Hayner back there throwing seventy times a game. He actually has a running back he can hand the ball to that can go put you know points on the board. So I think. Fresno comes in with the better offense. Mm-hmm. Boise has done a lot to figure out an offense over the last five to six games. Um, they put away Boise, put away Wyoming last week. Yeah. Uh, and then this past week, uh, I forget who Boise. Oh, Boise played Wyoming or not Wyoming. Crap. They played Bo- Wyoming the week before that. I'm losing my mind on where Boise played. It was blue. Um, but in this sort of, <laughs> I think this game being locked in, They've been doing a lot of scouting on each other. Mm-hmm. This should be a banger of a game. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for this game. I think there's going to be some points in this game. It's on the blue turf. You should actually watch this. Yes. Um, in fact, you know what? Just looking at the schedule, we don't even have to look that hard at the schedule. No. The schedule right now in that time slot is LSU in Georgia, no, UCF in Tulane, and Fresno mm-hmm. at Boise. Do yourself a favor. Just put the American on one screen. Fresno yeah. and Boise at the other game, and then don't even bother with the Georgia LSU game. You don't have to do this. This is your buddy AJ telling you games to watch because that's where the eyeballs should be. Okay? And, and 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 AJ is absolutely right in this respect. Um, 
Yeah. You also there, don't have no to question. watch the coast. You also don't have to watch the coastal Troy game. Yeah. I, I love yeah. you Sunbelt football. You don't need to do that. Here are the two games that you need to put your eyeballs on. If you have two screens, that's what they go on. Uh, give me the Bulldogs to win. Okay. Okay. I've, I've always felt that there is, uh, there is magic in that blue turf uh, in Boise's home building. But in the Mountain West this year, the real magic has been with Fresno, um, undefeated since uh, getting waxed by Boise on October 8th. Uh, rematches, they're a tough thing, as we've mentioned before. So uh, Broncos, I'm sorry, uh, Fresno wins on the, blues tur- on the blue turf and wins the Mountain West title. Uh, primetime window, 8 p.m., Fox, Big Ten Championship. Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy, uh, Purdue and um in the uh, in Michigan. Michigan's favored by 16 and a half. The AJ Fund index is 52. I'll go first. Michigan wins. Whatever. One of you guys talk. I don't care. <laughs> okay, uh, go, go, go ahead, for it, AJ. All right. It's time to lay out the grossest scenario. Oh, the God. one that sets off the debates. It's time to see. Here we go. Buckle up, kids. We have three games next week, right? Where we have uh, TCU playing Kansas State. You have Purdue playing uh, Michigan. You have LSU playing Georgia. And you have Utah playing USC. Now, Crappy mentioned earlier that if any one of the undefeated teams loses, or especially if USC loses, then Ohio State probably sneaks Mm -hmm. into the championship game and Michigan Mm -hmm. actually did them a favor. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Think about this. Georgia's okay. going to win. I'm not yes. worried about Georgia. No, I don't know. But imagine Kansas State wins. Mm-hmm. And imagine Purdue wins. And imagine USC wins. In fact, imagine LSU magically pulls a rabbit out of a hat and beats Georgia. Jesus now God. you have okay. five one-loss teams, and only one of them is a conference champion. You want to set off some debates? Here's your debates. Because I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Michigan, one loss Michigan, mm-hmm. lost to nine and three Purdue. Ohio's one loss is to a 12 and one Michigan team. Mm-hmm. Resume wise, Ohio State has a better resume. Yeah. It's true. What a delightful thought. Hey, TCU, <laughs> you lost to a nine and three Kansas State team. Ohio mm-hmm. State lost to a 12 and one Michigan team. <laughs> You start playing this resume game, and it's like, wait a minute. Ohio State lost to the number two team in the country that just that only has lost one game. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has this magical resume because no one else has a conference championship to just go, well, we're a conference champion, so we get in and you don't. And now you have the discourse. Also, if you would like to see the Dallas Metroplex absolutely lose their minds, I'm just going to put out there that if Kansas State beats TCU and the committee is choosing between a one-loss TCU team and a one-loss Ohio State team, and neither one is a conference champion, yeah. and they put Ohio State in because they lost to a 12, to an undefeated Michigan team, mm-hmm. and 
TCU lost to Kansas State and TCU gets left out of the playoff instead of Ohio State, mm-hmm. they're going to go to whatever hotel, airport hotel that the CFP committee is in and they're going to burn it down because TCU still to this day hates the daylights out of the Buckeyes for making the playoff in the first inc- in the first incantation because of the TCU Woo! Baylor game. They still hate them. I have a friend of mine who is a TCU fan, Dave, if you listen to this, hi Dave, uh, hi, Dave. who's still to this day, to this day, hates Ohio State and thinks Ohio State gets all this preferential treatment. I'm just like, win it, win out and you're in. Yeah. There's nothing it, to worry I mean, about here. There, there is that, Dave. Um win out and, 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 and we've talked about we we've talked about the stuff that can happen and it's it's not it is never it will never be an official reason for making those choices. But you know, programs like Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC. Name brands, kids, name, name brands. brands. TV eyeballs. That's that. That's going to tip a decision in in one direction or another. And and um, I'm I'm sorry, horny toads. Uh, I, I'm 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 on record to saying Ohio State I, I probably doesn't deserve to be there. But if that's the choice, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen? All I'm going to say is uh, Purdue. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't think Purdue has let off the super weapon yet. You know that you know that you know what I'm and talking Jeff, about. Jeff, where yeah, Purdue Jeff, just, yes. where Purdue just goes yes. out and they, they play. I watched. Maker. I saw one in person in 2019. Wait, um, is Purdue ranked? Purdue is not ranked. Purdue is oh, not ranked. Oh no, Michigan, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, Michigan is in trouble. <laughs> Michigan's in the top five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no, you go die, Michigan. Go Boilermakers. Boilermakers to win. I'm calling it right now. There it is. There I'm it is. It with my chest. Carla, Carla, what do you? How do you follow that? <laughs> So I was almost on the receiving end of a Purdue. Um, okay. I, remember week one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I do. I and, do. And and a nail biter that that my Nittany Lions had to survive. And I thought mm. Purdue's going to be pretty damn good this year. And then mm. they just kind of like muddled their way around the Big Ten West and yeah. somehow backed themselves into the title game. Um, Purdue's going to need perfection. Yes. Perfection. Yes. To to beat a Michigan team, is it out of the realm of possibilities? No. Theoretically, no. It is not. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, it would make things interesting. But to say the least, <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. Um, OK, this is a Michigan win. OK, OK. Um, And we wrap up uh, at 8 p.m. on ABC, the ACC championship game uh the, the, the easily the the least consequential of uh, maybe all of these games i mean I, uh bank of america stadium in charlotte number nine clemson uh versus number 23 north carolina clemson is favored by seven and a half points the aj fund index is 63 and a half uh carla what kind of sense can you make of this game yeah, this game the, means absolutely nothing no right nothing um and the weirdest thing I'm going to say right now mm. is both these teams entered the conference title game off of losses. Yes. Yes. Like that I, feels I, weird to mm-hmm. say. Um, I think Clemson's defense is the difference here, right? Like Carolina mm-hmm. like doesn't play defense much. Mm-hmm. Um, so DJU is going to have his way because he's not going to, he's not going to face much more than a speed bump. If that, right. As long as Clemson is ready to go mentally, Mm-hmm. They don't have a, much to play for here. Mm-hmm. Will the motivation be there? 
mm-hmm. right? Other than, a con- I mean, they're playing for conference title, but it's not going to impact. They're not going to make the playoff if they win this game. It might improve their bowl. Like, they're going to get a trophy for winning the 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 ACC. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that they're playing for here. Is that enough motivation for a name, quote-unquote, name brand like Clemson, right? Um, or is this one that Carolina can sneak in and mm-hmm. win? But Carolina has lost two straight. They're not trending great right now. I think this no. is Tigers win. So I'll take Clemson here. Okay, AJ? Uh, I- uh, I would just like Clemson to win. Uh, this game does not matter. Neither of these teams is going to make the playoffs. They're, no one's letting in a two-loss team, and they're going to put a two-loss Bama in before they put in literally anybody else. Yes. If Clemson wins, they are the ACC champions. Yes. The ACC champion goes to what game? I don't know what the tie-in is, but uh, they go to the they go to the Orange the, Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Okay. Do you know who else could go to the Orange Bowl this year? It's Tennessee. We could have the orangest bowl possible. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I um, want Clemson, Tennessee in the orange bowl. I want the orange. the orangest. And you'd have to call it the orangest bowl. You would have to call it the orangest bowl. I there's no way to not go. There's no there's no way to not look at the orange bowl with Clemson and Tennessee and not call it the orangest bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is how this works. I'm on board. If anybody, yeah. listen, if like anybody it. wants to know, like, it, crappy, yeah. I, I've told crappy this a number of times. This is why I enjoy the whole sport, because when the thing that happens, it makes your own personal rooting interests sad. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other dumb stuff to go look for. Absolutely. Like Clemson and Tennessee in the orangest bowl. That's why. I was, I was prepared. I, I, I have a quarter right here on my desk. If you are not watching, I am holding the quarter up for the camera. Um, You can't see that on the, here. You can hear that. It's a quarter. I was going to flip the coin, and um, and that how, was how I was going to pick this game. No longer, I am picking Clemson, and uh, hoping that Tennessee and and for the Orangest Bowl because that would be the greatest thing ever, or or would, close to it. Would we have to break Bolapalooza rules to allow a discussion of the Orangest Bowl? That is something we will consider. I that think is, we might. I, I think that might have to come under consideration. That is something we would have to think about. Um, if it if it comes to fruition, I yeah, I kind of I, I kind of think yes, I kind of do. Ah, uh, boys and I girls, feel like you it's can. A, it's a group discussion, though. Sure. Uh, yes, it would be. It would be uh, amongst everybody. We will talk amongst ourselves. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carl and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us, um, and see my quarter. Uh, on YouTube and on the, the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and view. If you don't mind your own damn business, um, be sure to come back next week when we won't be here. Um, be sure to come back in uh, two weeks-ish because Bull Plaza, kids, is the next one. Um, final things. I'm going first. Uh, there is a, a magical weekend on the college football schedule every year. Between the conference championships and the start of bowl season, uh, this week, uh, this this year, it falls on December tenth. With uh, Carlos, that's your birthday. That is my birthday. That is your happy birthday on December. Happy 10th. birthday, happy birthday. We got you option football at three p.m. <laughs> at three p.m. on your birthday on on CBS, Army versus Navy. These are very early odds, um, because we're we're talking about this game two weeks out. Army is the early favorite by two. The AJ Fund index is an is is a strangely fun 33 and a half points. 
And I'm asking you guys to pick this game right now. Uh, Carla, I know what you're going to say. I want to hear why you're going to say it. I don't have to have a reason. Go Navy. Be <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. AJ, probably the only one of the three of us who's going to offer actual analysis here. AJ, what do you think? Uh, both of these teams are not good. I, I can just say that right now. In, they, in, either, in a broad sense, yes. In a broad sense, yes. Neither one of these teams are particularly good. However, this is one of the, like, I will leave the takes on the military industrial complex out of this. As one this, is, this is one of the best things about college football. The yes. fact that a game like Army Navy, which by and large is played with two offenses, it's the same offense, mm -hmm. but they're played with an offense that no, literally no one else other than Air Force and that's it run in any sort of major way. Mm -hmm. This is a weird game. There's a ton of tradition behind it. There's a t There are two very large fan bases who have very, very, very distinct feelings about this game. Mm -hmm. That said, this flag right here hmm? It's for a Navy corpsman named Dennis Kuftick. Love you, Dad. Miss you, Dad. Go Navy. Beat Army. Dennis, I salute you. Um, go Army. Beat Navy. I have no analysis to offer. That just um, Army's won three or less four. Let's make it four of six. Uh, I do have me. one. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. No, finish your finish your thought. Uh, three of the last five. Uh, Navy is defending uh, the defending winner here. Um, let's go ahead and make it four of six. Hua, go army. What do you? What, what uh, do you get? Uh, by the way, if you were gambling on this game, and you could, I, I'm not saying that you should. We are not. We are not here to pro, to promise to uh, to promote gambling of any way, yeah, shape. This or is form. not a gambling hammer, program. This is not a gambling program. But hammer the hell out of that under. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to if look at the. If hypothetically, if hypothetically you were interested in doing that, I think that is uh, I think interesting the under, advice. The under in any of the Service Academy games is like 37 <laughs> and two or something like that <laughs> over the last five years. It is absurd. Hammer the under. They cannot set the under low enough, kids. This is a 14 to 10 ass game every year. Right? <laughs> Don't, totally true. Especially if it's, it's snowing. Especially yeah. if it's snowing in Philly, and it it usually could be. Um, mm -hmm. we'll we'll see yeah. how that goes. Don't, uh, AJ, don't. what what your your do you have a final thing? I do. We have to cover the rest of the weekend. There's two more games. I, there are two more games. Yes. Number one, we yes. have to cover the actual last action of the year. True. Well, I take that back. It's the yeah last regular season action of the year. Yes, proper action. Because yes. it is at 1 p.m. on Friday. We got to have weird times on our games. Uh, we have Akron at Buffalo. Uh, I believe this game was the postponed game from, uh, from when the they blizzard. got drilled yes. from the blizzard. Yes. So yeah. they postponed it to this week. Um, the entire reason they're playing this is on ESPN Plus, by the way, the home of all best football. Uh, and Cornell, terrible the, and home, terrible the home of Cornell Big Red Bears football. By the way, and and not a not a single good camera in the bunch. Not um, many. No. The only reason they're playing this game is because Buffalo, if they win, bowl eligible. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> this is a uh, if Buffalo loses to Akron, because I saw this in this sense. Somebody said if Buffalo loses to Akron, they don't make a bowl. Mm -hmm. Then there are other teams lined up to on uh, APR mm -hmm. and. I was like, wait, what do you mean if Buffalo loses to Akron? Didn't the season end? And then I looked it up and this is played at 1 p.m. on Friday. That's very fun. Also for bowl eligibility. Yes. 
Valparaiso football. Yes, that's cool. The one that did the basketball. Um, yes. They are playing New Mexico State at 3 p.m. on Saturday. I was so, hoping you were going to bring this up because I, I have absolutely nothing to say about this game just because I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, by the way, New Mexico State's probably going to win. They just beat Liberty by 30. They're sure. probably going to win this game, right? Okay. And because this is an FCS team, uh, they can use it in bowl eligibility to get bowl eligible. This game is uh, a reschedule uh, or at least a, a re-reschedule sort of thing uh, to make up for the game that was postponed after uh, San Jose State had to postpone their game against New Mexico State when they uh, tragically lost a player uh, to an accident on campus. Okay. Um, so New Mexico State scheduled Valparaiso to play one more game to try mm-hmm. and get bowl eligible to make their way to probably the New Mexico Bowl. Um, and yeah, so good for New Mexico, uh, good for Valparaiso for getting some televised love here. Uh, so yeah, there's two more games that are have, on your television. You, you you mentioned uh you mentioned the New Mexicans winning winning that game. Do you have a pick for uh the uh, the final regular season action? Uh Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. I, I would win that game. I would agree. I would agree. Carla, if I, uh, yeah, they have been. Um, uh, Carla, your final thing. Things, you very final things. things sure um first of all because we didn't cover the full playoff rank or the full playoff rankings because as everybody says they don't mean anything until we get through the championship games sure. but i would like to point out that penn Please. state is now firmly in the top 10 sitting at number eight thank you very much nice work um which, uh, I'd, like, I'd love having three big 10 teams in the in the in the in top, the t- 10. In the top awesome. 10 and that yeah. was a nice convincing win over michigan state to bring home the glorious land grant trophy would um, you still say given um michigan's performance on saturday would you still say penn state is the best team in the conference right now no okay Mm-mm. no okay. i uh, Mich- michigan showed me some stuff um and i didn't see the second half of that game i had to go yes. back and watch um watch highlights but mm-hmm. um but no i, just, I, d- I don't think trust me you true. don't have to go back and watch it it's not it it is as ugly as you imagine if you would like to see a lot of people getting some fresh air and exercise you could absolutely go do that <laughs> Um, anyhow one one last quick thing because we, sure. bowl announcements are starting to come out and i forgot there. to grab my my flowered lay from my office to have to where i will have one for bolapalooza because you better yes. believe we're going to talk about this damn bowl game um middle tennessee blue middle tennessee state going to hawaii to play san diego state on christmas eve in the hawaii bowl it does not get any better aj what's the name of that stadium uh, that is the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. Bam. How many? What's the capacity now? Uh, full get... 15. Uh, no, I take that back. I think it's 9,600. And the okay, I was wondering if they got to the 10 or not. 15,000 is okay. the actual FBS minimum. That is that is spectacular. Um, Carla, I assume I'm just going to put you down for that game for Bolapalooza right now. Yep. Okay, absolutely. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as as we have referenced several times, folks, our, we, we won't have a regularly scheduled game next weekend. Uh, or next week, um, sometime prior to the 16th, I believe, which is the first uh, bowl game on the schedule, somewhere in there, Bolapalooza will magically Ooh. appear. Um, we are inviting, we will invite a cast of thousands. Um, the show will probably be like five or six hours. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. Um uh AJ is going to do the whole show in his 40s voice um so he's got he's got like 10 days to to rehearse that welcome, welcome to Bolapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> maybe live from, if, from radio city musical if we can just get to get you to do the intro that that would be uh, it's an rko radio pictures um yeah so uh it, the regular season 
uh, with the exception of the two games that AJ referenced, I, I, I warned you about this, guys, a couple weeks ago. It, it it's coming to a close, but but the the, the great part is we're getting down to the the fun stuff. Um, whether you're a fan of games that matter or you're just a fan of fun, um, there is plenty of stuff for you this weekend. Uh, and we will be back in two-ish weeks uh, to tell you about all the bull season fun things that you should be paying attention to. Spoiler um, alert. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. You might want to go stock up on some Cheez-Its because you're probably going to need them. Just all saying. I'm all I'm gonna say here, the cheese. Yes. All I'm gonna say is that uh, you should also make yourself familiar with all of the various bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have new sponsors that are very funny. Which um, is is uh, don't we're not we're not going to get into the names now. We're, we're not, not going to get into the names now. No. but there are various things that are out there that you should go look at. Okay. Um, that I think will be very fun. I, uh, folks, I, and and AJ makes a good point. You you want to brush up um, if you're going to keep up with Bolapalooza. You have to do your own research. You do. You do. You do. Um, who? It's going to be fun championship week. Um, this is a fun show. Um, AJ, Carla, thank you guys. Uh, this has been awesome. Once again, cheers to everybody. I. Make noise so you show up on the camera. AJ? Hey. There you go, Carla. Cheers. Carla, you didn't make enough noise. There. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to stop talking now, Carla. (laughs) Cheers. There we go. There she is. Hi. We got all three of us. Um, Thank you, you guys, uh, for a great season, um, for helping me out when when things got a little hairy uh, off camera in Pittsburgh. Um, Thank you guys, um, the folks who are watching and listening, uh, for for making this possible uh, and following along all season. The fun's just beginning, kids, so make sure you come back for Bolapalooza, and we will see you back here in soon. It'll be very soon, I promise. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy Championship Week. We will talk to you for Bolapalooza. <laughs> Thank you.